Thank you for taking the time to listen to this audio sermon from Apostolic Worship Center. Our prayer is that you'll be encouraged and blessed by the anointed Word of God. If you'd like more information about Apostolic Worship Center and its ministries, visit our website at www.awcnorman.com. Right now, if you know me, i am uh, got butterflies that I'm trying to get to fly in formation right now. And uh, with Pastor uh, being away, I'm uh, honored today and, and have the privilege to speak to you from the Word of God. And uh, I'm, I'm thankful for the Word of God every day because it helps me and it strengthens me. And I could just preach today probably about the value of the Word of God because there's so much value in the words of God that I need. And so the Word of God is not only inspiring to me at a church service, as I hear pastor preach the word and as I hear men of God, I went to camp a couple times this past couple weeks with youth camps. And every time I went, there was something from the word of God that inspired me. But beyond that, daily I have to look at the word of God for inspiration. I have to daily look to his word for my help. And I tell you, it is there. The strength is in the word of God. And we need this word of God daily in our lives. Amen. Uh, Matthew chapter 10 give honor to our pastor. I was able to see a few pictures of him uh, by some other means of social media, some people that were there and, and seen pastor in Africa and uh, thankful for his ministry. I know he is blessed when he goes there. I know he loves going there. He wouldn't keep going back. I don't think he loves uh, going there and, and, and the ability to minister in that country and, and that, that on that continent. It's a, it's an amazing thing to see God do works in Africa and we're thankful for that. And so we look forward to him coming back home. And especially Sister Border, she's ready for him to come back home. She asked us to pray, so forget about that. But thankful for uh, my pastor and his ministry and his influence on my life. Amen. We have a great pastor. Thankful for him. Matthew chapter 10, verse 29. I'm going to read just a couple verses here. It says, questions being asked. Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them... They say one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father, but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. It says, are not two, two sparrows sold for farthing, and one of them, one of them shall not fall on the ground without the father, without God knowing that it's happened. But verse 31, fear ye not, for ye are more value than many sparrows. Today I want to uh, share with you just simple title, he sees the sparrow. He sees the sparrow. And can we ask the Lord to be with us today and uh, just to strengthen and, and encourage us to stay through his word. Lord, we ask you this morning that God, your spirit would move in this sanctuary. That God, we believe that your word will speak to us and it will encourage us. It will direct us. Help our minds to be focused on you today, Lord, and on your word. Focused on the, the message that's coming forth, God, that you would speak through it today into our ears. Let us hear as the Bible t- teaches us to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And God, you would anoint my lips to speak the words, oh God, and use me as a messenger today. And God, let all of us be uh, touched by your Spirit today. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone say amen. Amen. You could be seated. Have you ever felt forgotten? I thought about doing this, and then I thought how bad of an idea it was at the same time. That I'd love, I would love, though, personally, in my own time, to ask 
that question and walk around and ask you, have you ever felt forgotten? And I would like to hear those responses, but time and a lot of other things that happen when that happened, when you go to do something like that, would not allow us today. So uh, I simply would just ask the blanket question to everyone to stop and think about, is have you ever felt forgotten? And maybe you've been forgotten. Maybe you have an instance where you have been left behind. You have been forgotten somewhere. And uh, then maybe the question we could ask is, have you ever felt lost in the crowd? Ever felt lost in the crowd? Been in a place where you, uh, there was a lot of people and you just kind of felt like you were just there and lost in the midst of everything I begin to look up the, the definition of that, and it's a, you know, there's a lot going on. It's kind of the definition of lost in the, in the shuffle or lost in the crowd is there's a lot of uh, movement, a lot of things happening, and, and it's just your little part of movement and that you feel kind of insignificant. You, you, you move uh, with the crowd or you move with the, uh, with the shuffle, they say. It's a, a little bit lost sometimes in the midst of what's going on, and, and, and sometimes in our life, we have moments where we feel like we got lost in the shuffle. Maybe you've been through there. I think that today my message is simply to be brought to you as let's be honest with ourselves today. Is that everyone in this room, as you think about your life, you have to be pretty transparent in your, to yourself at least to say, I believe that there's been moments in my life where I've been forgotten or I felt forgotten or times in my life where I felt like I was lost in the shuffle and there. There are days and nights we feel like no one knows who we are or where we are. Now, just taking, for instance, how large the planet Earth is. And I don't know if you're like me. I'm kind of a strange person, in case you don't know that already. And so I thought, think often about how small I am in comparison to this Earth that I'm on. Brother Fuller, that I am, I mean, when you stop and think about the magnitude of the planet Earth and how, how uh, big it is and how large it is that, that I am just a small, I'm just standing right here in this little patch of Earth that God's put me in right now and how insignificant I could feel. It's a, kind of overwhelming to realize how small that I am right now and that how, how small every individual person may, may seem. And we, we see that also, that not only that, but the Earth in comparison to our solar system, is not really that large when you look at the sun, where they say it's uh, so many times larger than the earth, and that there's so many earth, I think it's like, uh, it's more than I can count, but it's a lot of earths could fit inside uh, of the sun. And one thing I remember seeing is that it said that earth is just about the size of one of the sunspots on the sun. And so when I, if you just draw back, if you could, in your mind's eye and look at the magnitude of the solar system even that we're in, and you look at the planet Earth, how large it really is, but how, how small and insignificant that we may feel on this planet, that, that there's days and nights that I would think, where, who knows where I am? I mean, yeah, my immediate family knows hopefully where I am, that I'm right here, but, but, where, but in, the, in the large picture, do anybody, does anybody know where I am or, or who I am? And so even the psalmist, which I give a lot of regard to their, the, the psalms, and I feel like it's really kind of the heartbeat of mankind, but at one point in Psalms chapter 8, verse 3 through 4, it says, When I consider thy heavens, 
and the work of thy fingers, the, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. So the writer's saying, look at this. I consider it all, the heavens and, and the, the work of the moon and the stars that you have made. He says, what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visitest him? So this question is posed even through a, a, a very spiritual songwriter like the psalmist as it says, what this, I, I consider the magnitude of earth and I consider the magnitude of the solar system and the, the planets and the stars and, and all of this. And when I look at all of that, I have to step back and say, what am I? What value am I that you would be mindful of me and that you would even visit me? And so the question of, of, of insignificance and being forgotten or lost in the crowd is not a new development in 2023, but, but it's a development that's happened from the beginning of the earth. And, and there, there's just something about the feeling of being forgotten or lost in the crowd. And so today we look at the scriptures and there's another species on the planet that could feel, feel the same way as you do occasionally. As I looked up and there are approximately 33 different species of sparrow just in Oklahoma. And normally we don't bother to pause and look at them because they're so ordinary. Sparrows do not draw attention to themselves. Sparrows are not majestic like eagles. A sparrow is, is not that majestic as an eagle has white-headed feathers and, and eight-foot-wide wingspans in some cases. The, the, when you, you see them, you pay attention. And, and they don't look like, we, they don't draw the attention like the, the long, elegant legs of a, like a blue heron or a graceful in the wind like seagulls. Uh, that if you lived in the coastal regions, you've seen the seagulls as they soar and they, they catch your eye. Even if you live there and you've seen them every day, they still have something of a presence among uh, other birds and fowls of the air that you look at them and you, wow, that's beautiful as they soar along the ocean and they, they're looking for some, some prey that they want to uh, dive to catch. And that, that these things are like that, that, these different animals and, and, and fowls of the air that if, we, if you're in Oregon, there was something very noticeable about a, a type of bird it was called a crow we called him a crow and you would be out in the mountains and it'd be for the bow would be the most still and quiet in the mountains of Oregon just beautiful and you'd be out there maybe you'd be target practicing with a gun or maybe you'd be out hunting and and it would be so quiet and peaceful you just hear the wind blowing through the trees and then all of a sudden out in the distance from a long ways away hear that most awful squawking sound coming and it wasn't just a little chirp of a bird. It was annoying. Everybody say annoying. Yeah, it was annoying. Ha, ha, ha. Here they come. Here comes the crows. And they, you don't even see them. You're looking across the mountains and you don't even see the crow. But you, you hear that loud, annoying, noisy squawking of a crow that, that even though maybe there's no use for that animal hardly in the world, that it take, you take note of it. Well, look at there. There's a crow. But I have to say, most people among us, among all of the, uh, the birds and the animals, we do not normally notice sparrows. Here in Oklahoma, I've never heard of anybody go sparrow watching. I may be disconnected from society, and if that, that's the case, I stand corrected. But I've never heard anybody say, yeah, this weekend, we're going sparrow watching. 
I'm going to go out on the mountain, out in Arbuckle Mountains and see if I can find me some sparrows to watch. I've never heard them say that because a sparrow is very much of an indescript bird. You don't see them. You, they flutter by you all day. I would like to go back and have a video time lapse of my life or my day that were how many times a sparrow flew by me and I didn't even notice it or pay attention to it. And so there's something about this scripture text that we're going to talk about today, but, but I want to just point out some things here from the, the scriptures and from where we are in our life today is that there, is, there has been more uh, of an attempt than ever by the world to devalue every individual on this planet. To give a status to each of us and to categorize us. That from the day we were born, from the time we were born into this world, each of us ask a life-determining question that goes like this, am I valuable enough that you will be there for me and that you care? It's a question that is in our mind from the day we begin to think and we can even form words, we begin to have this part of us that wants to know, do you care about me and am I valuable to you? And so most of us to some degree question just how much worth and value we have. And then we look and realize this is compounded in that we live in a world at war with God. And we are sinners today in a fallen world. And that one definition of sin is falling short of the mark. That's the definition of sin, falling short. I missed the mark. Falling short. And sinful choices that we uh, people have made in, our, in lives of break relationships. It's something that's illustrated all the way from the beginning of time. That, that sin broke the relationship between God and man in the Garden of Eden. When Adam and Eve decided to follow their own desires and they disobeyed God, they turned from God. But, but even if you look a little deeper in that, you find that not only did it break the relationship between God and man, but there was all of a sudden a rift because when God starts asking questions, all of a sudden Adam says, well, that woman you gave me. So all of a sudden, not just the relationship between God and man had been broken, but now it had trickled down to the relationship with each other was broken because of the effect of sin. And so we realize today that it, this world has put its mark upon us by us realizing today they're at war with God and that the world is trying to destroy those that want to have a relationship with God. And so we, and we struggle with feeling unlovable. And these insecurities cause us to question our value or worth. And too often this world answers that question, no. We have no value or worth. And the pain of feeling devalued drives just about every poor choice and hurtful act that we do. And so in this devaluing world filled with insecure people, we're struggling daily to find a source from which we can be secure in our worth and our value. That, that as we go day to day, no matter how uh, adverse the outcomes or how hurtful others can be, we try to say there's got to be an answer between uh, me and the other people that have hurt me. There's got to be something. I'm looking for answers because I'm insecure in who I am. 
That word insecure is a very important word to think about today as we realize that this world is trying to intimidate and make people feel insecure in all kinds of things and that we all the time are bombarded by by these pressures and, and, and these things that try to make us insecure. But I find that the Bible again comes back as my answer. Is that if I don't have the Word of God and I don't have the Spirit of God talking to me that it's going to be hard to have victory living in my life but when I go to the word of God I find that there's places like in Malachi where God indicts Israel for not trusting him with their wealth and becoming cynical about living in God honoring ways because they hold back from giving God and is a priest the full tithe in that scenario and they are more concerned in possessing treasure thinking that wealth will give them worth and value but I like the word of God because in contrast God speaks to those that feared the Lord and honored his name and calls them his treasured possession. He said, they shall be mine. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, in the day when I make up my treasured possession, and I will spare them as a man spares his son who serves him. I want you to know today that God wants us to be his possession, and he wants to make us his. And the antidote to the insecurity of wondering about our worth and value comes from not possessing this world's treasure. The antidote comes from knowing and embracing the truth that we are God's treasured possession. Because value comes not from what we accomplish or what we acquire or the acclaim we receive, nor not what we have, but whose we are. It's knowing we are not orphans, but that we are greatly valued sons and daughters of the King of Kings. To know that in my insecurity today that there's something more valuable in my life than this world could ever know. That the world today, I come to you with a message from the word of the Lord that, that I speak from these scriptures that I brought to you today is that the world may have discarded you today and pushed you aside. The world may have, the world may not see your value and try to categorize you, but I'm telling you today that about a God that has placed a high value on you so much today that he gave his own blood for you, that he cares about you and he desires to have a relationship with you and so the world may have cast me aside the world may have cast you aside the world may have put you on the back burner and the world and your family or whatever it may be has told you you're not worth much but today would you hear this preacher today as I look at the word of God God says I want to make them mine I've made them my children I've made them my possession I've purchased them with my own blood because they're so valuable to me you are valuable to God. Isaiah 49, verse 16, he talks about this. as I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Now this does not allude to the foolish art of palmistry and where they can take the images of every man's fate. To, they say it's engraved in the palms of his hands be legible in the lines thereof I just think that's crazy that you could tell me what my future holds by my hand but that's what people look to 
They think, how oh, they can find the future. I'll go to somebody to tell me my future. And that's not what this is referring to. God is speaking through the prophet here, and he says, I've, en- I've engraven thee upon the palms of my hands. He wasn't talking about that, but he was talking rather about referring to the custom of those who tie a string upon their hands or fingers to put them in mind of things which they are afraid. They shall forget, or to the wearing of a signet or locket rings in remembrance of some dear friend. The, this two, these two men were out fishing one day, and as they were fishing, the, the one man talked to the other, and he said, you know, um, I noticed you had this little string on your finger. And he said, I, I was wondering, uh, what was that for? And he said, well, my, my wife told me to remember something, and I tied the string on my finger. And he said, but now I can't remember what she told me to remember. And he said, I can't go home because I'm not going to go home without remembering what she told me that I was supposed to get or what I was supposed to do. And the other guy's like, oh, I'm really sorry. He goes, well, you have to go home. He's like, no, I don't know. So a couple days later, they get done fishing. The man's like, I'm, I'm not going home yet. I've got to figure this out. Well, a couple days later, the, the man sees him around town, and he says, hey, did you, uh, how are you doing? Uh, did you ever uh, find, figure out what that was that you forgot the other day when you went home? And he said, yeah, I went home finally after, like, late that night. And he said, and as I walked in the door, I remembered my wife very clearly reminded me that that was a reminder to be home early. I may, I may, I may uh, resemble that remark. Trying to remember, right, remind ourselves. And that's what they used to do, to tie the, the string upon their hands or fingers to put them in mind of things that they were not, not wanting to forget, like going home early when you're supposed to go home early. Amen, men? And uh, wearing that, that around them. And so God, God setting this seal upon his arm denotes his setting them as a seal upon his heart and his being ever mindful of them and their interest. God said, I've engraven thee upon the palms of my hands. And the Bible tells us in Deuteronomy that if we bind God's law as a sign upon our hand, he will engrave our interest as a sign on his hand. And we'll look upon that and remember the covenant that he has made with us. And he adds and says, Thy walls shall be continually before me. Thy ruined walls, thou no pleasing spectacle, shall be in my thoughts of compassion. And he says, So does her God, or the plan and the model of thy walls that are to be rebuilt is before me, and they shall be certainly, they shall certainly be built according to it. Or thy walls, that is thy safety, are my continual care. So are the watchmen. Of thy, on thy walls. Some apply his engraving, his church on the palms of his hands to the wounds in Christ's hands when he was crucified. And, and those, those marks that were made in his hands, he will look on those marks of them and remember those from whom he suffered and died. But the whole and the realization of the scripture is that God says, you're so important to me and you're so valuable to me 
that I'm, I'm engraving you on my hands. I, I'm tying that rope around, my, that string around my finger to remind me of my covenant with you as you have made your desires known to me that you want to have a relationship with me and realizing today that, that God cares about people and He wants to remember you and He wants to remember where you are and He will go to great lengths to engrave you upon His hands and I don't know if that's why God, He went through the cross so He could have wounds to remind him I don't know what he did that for in the sense of of having nail scars in his feet and his hands but if it's true I can see that God in his mighty works he looks down upon his, those those scars that were placed in the hands of that flesh and blood and he reminds it reminds him of the sacrifice that was made for us because he cares so much for us and so the world they've discarded you the world may have cast you out today People around you may have discarded you and, and labeled you. Maybe at, at your workplace there's labels and there's things. Maybe in your, your school there's, there's labels and there's, in your family, I know even in family there could be labels and there can be uh, people that try to uh, block you from being a part of what's going on and, and cast you aside and, and you don't have any worth. And it's troubling to me. It sads my, saddens my heart when I see the stories of families and, and how some have been cast out of their home and cast away from their family. I don't know who all in this house today, maybe you've encountered that and I'm not preaching no in that knowledge today, but I know that it happens in the world we live in. But I want you to know that God cares about you and no matter how bad it's been and no matter how far away from everything else you've been cast, I want you to know that He engraves your name upon His hands. He, he looks upon His hands to remember you because He cares for you you cares about you God's God cares about us and it says his eye he sees the sparrow that little bird that nobody else pays attention to and nobody else has time to 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 take time out of their schedule to turn aside and watch he he goes out of his way and he sees it. It says, even if one sparrow were to fall, God sees that little sparrow. So insignificant. Doesn't mean a whole lot. Most of us, they're, they're probably a pest. But they're something that God knows exactly where they are. And that's an amazing story. That's an amazing analogy we could look at today. But it doesn't stop there because then he goes on and says, and God says you're way more valuable. You're much more valuable than that little sparrow because God wants to have that relationship with you. C.S. Lewis said this. It says, God has infinite attention to spare for each one of us. You are as much alone with Him as if you were the only being He had created. You're as much, you could be as much alone with God as if you were the only person on this planet. Walking this earth many, many miles around has many, many people living on it now, but if you were to remove everybody and you were just to be walking in the midst of the jungle by yourself, it would be as though God, He could be right there with you. As if you were the only person on the planet. And so God values us highly. 
Because you're not just a face in the crowd, another face in the crowd. He cares about the nondescript sparrow, and how much more does he care for you, his child? The Bible tells us that he has adopted us and made us his sons and daughters. His sons and daughters. I'm not just a face in the crowd, I'm one of his children. And today, as you stand to your feet, all across this sanctuary today, I don't know why God gave me this particular message and what it is that He wants to speak today, but I realize that every person in this room, if we somehow be just open and honest with ourselves, we have faced the moments where we felt lost in the crowd. We felt insignificant. And today, I want to just take the time to make you realize and help you to realize today that God cares for you. And God has a plan for you. And God wants to work in your life today. And He's just asking for you to approach Him. Asking for you to come to Him. To bring yourself to Him and say, God, I need to be close to you. I need to have that relationship with you. And it tells us that we have that relationship to Him. By the infilling of the Spirit. By the Spirit of God. By the Holy Ghost power residing inside of us makes us one of his children makes us his sons and daughters because he wants to have that relationship with you that nothing else in this world can match nothing else in this world can can match that relationship with God that you are valuable to him the Spirit today would speak to your hearts today. And today that you would understand that there's value in your life. That God wants to use you. Don't cast it aside for the world and for the, the things the world will try to, t- to peddle to you and tell you. We look around us every day in this world and we see people throwing their lives away. Throwing thrown their very lives away for something that didn't mean anything and that the world lied to them and told them was important. But today, I don't have anything to sell you. I don't have a, a, a multi-level business to sell you. I don't have anything to, to get make you wealthy in this world, but I do have something to make you valuable in the eyes of God, and that's having a relationship with Him, a true relationship with Him. To say, God, I want more than just a facade. I want more than just a surface level relationship, but God I want to dig down deep inside of myself today, God, and I want you, Lord, to be the God of my life, and I want you to be my Heavenly Father. And to say, God, I know that I'm more valuable than the labels that the world has put upon me. And the world will tell you, oh, yeah, you could be this and you could be that. But, oh, go back to the Old Testament prophet. And he's trying to tell him the wealth of this world's not going to be of any value to you. It don't matter how much money you have in the bank. But it only matters that you put your faith and trust in God. And that you have him as your heavenly father. And today he's reaching. Today he's stretching his hand out. And all we have to do is we have to reach out to him. All we have to do is approach him and say, God, I want to be one of your children.
So today, if you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, I want you to know that it is for you today, that it is available in this sanctuary today. God still gives the gift of the Spirit today. He can fill you with that Holy Ghost power that will give you the power to overcome situations in your life. But most of all, it gives you the value of being one of his children. And I don't know about you, I don't want to depart from this earth without being known as a child of God, without my name being written down in the Lamb's book of life. The value of my soul is so important today. And we're going to go into song today, and you can respond however you feel appropriate today. I'm opening the altar. I'm done with what I feel God laid on my heart today. But that in our own spirit, we're going to respond to Him from what we feel today. Is that God values you, and He loves you, and He wants you to be His child. And that there should be nothing that stands in the way. Don't let past situations, don't let anything from behind you and but in your past stop you today from approaching Him and saying, God, I want to be one of your children. God, I want to be one of your children, Lord. I want to be filled with your spirit. I want to be filled with your spirit today, God. It goes today, it's available. You have been listening to an audio sermon from Apostolic Worship Center located in Norman, Oklahoma. We are located at 3221 North Porter Avenue, Norman, Oklahoma, 73071. Our service times are Sunday at 10 o'clock a.m. and 6 o'clock p.m. And we also have various ministries happening on Wednesday night. For more information, visit our website, www.awcnorman.com. Call us at 405-329-1285 or email us at info at We hope that this recording has been a blessing to you.